So, I'm your host, Michael Amorgan, and with us this week, we would normally have our uh, co-host, Vicky. She's going to be a bit late this week. Uh, she's going through, um, she's dealing with some life stuff, but she should be joining us shortly, I hope. So, while we wait for her, let's just start to get into things. Now, this week, <laughs> we had a doozy when it came to news and things that were actually happening well in technology uh the main feature of this and the main feature that of today's show is going to be google io which is google's developer conference where they pretty much go through things that they've been working over the past year since the last io and some peaks and tips into seeing what they're going to be doing uh in the months to come as they work towards the next io which would be 2019 zone i think we're good right now let's switch over best cpu on the market i would probably have to say is between the 1080 uh, from nvidia and the all the best ones that you could probably get from amd uh it depends on what you really really want to go with do you want intel or do you want amd there's different motherboards to kind of go with that kind of stuff so it depends on a lot of different factors as to what kind of system you want to go with um just you know as a heads up that more information might be needed but yeah getting back to google io now that we are finished with the entire setup and vicky's webcam is now there and we're ready to go and she's had little munchies. <laughs> um, Google presented a lot of interesting things this year, like more so than I would say usual. Uh, we could probably start off with what they're doing with helping um, med the medical practice. And before I get into that, though, it seemed like the main focus of like this year was machine learning and ai yep. like that was that was heavy 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 like everywhere this is what we're going to be talking about um by the way link zelda um just as something to keep in mind it also depends on if you want laptop or desktop gpu sorry you said cpu i was thinking gpu um Honestly, I would, I would have to still probably say like, switch, uh, Nvidia with Intel, and yeah, kind of go with that. Um, Intel just recently came out with some new i7 cores that are just amazing. So you may want to take a look at those. Uh, sorry about like messing up on that, but yeah, getting back yet again. Um, they started off talking about the medical practice, which the very first topic was what they're doing inside India and looking at people's eyes, which kind of sounds a little weird when you think about it, but, um, what they're doing makes sense considering like, uh, they take a picture of your eye with this machine, like it's like yay big, stick it up right up to your eye and it scans your eye in a sense 
from that scan, it can do everything from finding out things like your age, your biological sex, uh, your smoking habits, your A1C, your BMI, your BMI is your body mass index, so it can kind of tell if you're getting overweight. And <laughs> why are you laugh, Vicky? That's what BMI is. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably rank up a little higher up on the scale there. I'd probably rank up a little lower on the scale there. You, I'm actually, I don't know. You, you might fit like right on the scale, like right where you should be with your height and everything like that. I don't know. That that'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually below. Oh, so you know? Yeah. You know you're below. Yeah, I'm like five pounds below. I think. That's not bad. Um, and it can also tell your blood pressure. And it can compile all of this information, not well, from looking at one eye to then say, like, how are your chances of getting a cardiovascular issue? Like heart attacks, which is super, super, super important to know. Um, not only that, they can then take a look at your patient history. Um, they go over that uh, for everything from... Like how often you take your medication to uh, a bunch of different medical things that they would be looking in, like keeping records of along with what medication, so on and so forth to then say, what are the, the chances of you coming in? Uh, what, well, what are the chances of you coming in for readmission, which they were then saying like, if doctors have advanced notice 24 to 48 hours beforehand, they could make wiser choices in saving someone's life because they have more information on hand. Uh, we have one person that's saying that I think artificial intelligence is fine if they don't have a conscience. Also, hello, gamer guy. <coughs> Thanks for joining. Um, artificial intelligence having conscience. That's a tough one. Um, I know we're going to be talking about that one coming later on with their little calling system that they have demonstrated. Uh, and th there are some people talking. Anyway, let me, let me wait for that one. So stick around. We're going to get to that. But conscience is definitely something that's going to become controversial. Um... Let me just let people know really quick that we are live, which I forgot to do. Okay, so aside from that, and I lost where I was. Right. So we've got them going on the forefront when it comes to medical advancement. The next step that they went into is persons who have problems with disabilities. And that's that's a key one right there, actually, because um, when you start dealing with disabilities, there are people who have a really hard time communicating with people. Everything from just simply typing um to 
saying messages. I mean, look at Stephen Hawking's. He pretty much just had one finger, well, one hand he could type with, and essentially using Morse code, in a sense, to talk to people. And that's kind of what they went on with with this one as well. There's, they're bringing Morse code. There's actually a lady. Um, I believe her name was Tanya. And Tanya has a number of disabilities, which... You know, her husband helped her build this kind of, God bless his heart, but um, he helped her build this thing that goes on the back of her wheelchair, where she pretty much uses her head to tap on sensors that, like, would then build out what she's trying to say and then say it out loud so she can actually talk, which is honestly amazing when you think about it um so i think what they were trying to say is now that they're building that in people like her can start building that in to communicate with other people no it won't show up as like dots or anything like that and strikes it'll actually allow them to communicate and it'll build out words and stuff like that using gboard um that's just, that's a lot of me talking. What do you, what do you think about those elements so far, though, Vicky? Um, I think it's it's pretty interesting and useful as well because I know companies like to focus on persons with disability, but they don't always go like that extra mile. And it says like they kind of like skim the surface to like make them happy, but they never like take the extra mile like what Google's doing. And hmm, what's make them extremely happy per se, or like make them make them. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say something that comes off wrong. Um, I got this idea. Yeah, Google's gonna like the extra mouths to kind of make them seem like the normal standard human being instead of making them feel like a person with like a disability if it if it comes off that way because i know like some companies would like skim the surface but it wouldn't go like this extra mile that google's going um i think it's pretty i think it's pretty cool to be honest with you and then to touch on what you were speaking with the health one before i like that that's pretty that's pretty interesting i want to see how they develop that further in the future because if you could just scan my eye and tell me all that information what's going to happen later on in the future when you can say scan my whole body and uh, where are you going to be able to tell me exactly so, yeah. and i mean okay so link's asking for us to define disability uh essentially she let me see if i could find a video of her really quick just to show you um actually i, I don't think they probably have it like that um I'm probably going to have to pull up the YouTube video. Uh, but essentially, she isn't able to speak. Um, doesn't seem like she can really use her hands all that well. Uh, which is why I believe they actually had to use it in the back of her wheelchair. So, because her, she's able to control her head to some degree. Um, that's not the one I want. I don't want the... 14 minutes because I actually leave stuff out in that one. There we go. YouTube. 
So let's add that up inside here. Source browser. Got a new one. Done. some issues with controlling this good morning okay I'm having some problems with that give me one second as I jump because I'm probably gonna have to put in the actual key times to make sure that that shows up properly. 100 year old technology, Morse code, and make an impact in someone's quality of life. Let's take a look. Hi, I am Tanya. This is my voice. I use Morse code by putting dots and dashes with switches mounted near my head. As a very young child, I used a communication word board. I used a head stick to point to the words. It was very attractive to say the least. Once Morse code was incorporated into my life, it was a feeling of pure liberation and freedom. See you later. I think that is why I like skydiving so much. It is the same kind of feeling. Through skydiving, I met Ken, the love of my life and partner in crime. It's always been very, very difficult just to find Morse code devices, to try Morse code. This is why I had to create my own. With the help from Ken, I have a voice and more independence in my daily life. But most people don't have Ken. It is our hope that we can collaborate with the Gboard team to help people who want to tap into the freedom of using Morse code. Gboard is the Google keyboard. Um, what we have discovered working on Gboard is that I know, right? there are entire pockets of population in the world, and when I say pockets, it's like tens of millions of people who have never had access to a keyboard that works in their own language. With Tanya, we've built support in Gboard for Morse code. So it's an input modality that allows you to type in Morse code and get text out with predictions, suggestions. I think it's a beautiful example of where machine learning can really assist someone in a way that a normal keyboard without artificial intelligence wouldn't be able to. I am very excited to continue on this journey. Many, many people will benefit from this, and that thrills me to no end. Okay, so, yeah, that's, that's what they're building into Gboard's beta version right now. Uh, the first time I watched that, I was at work. I almost cried, just like Jay Brucifer is saying, and that was not kosher, so I kind of had to suck it up. And, uh, ah, male culture, right? <laughs> You want like male ego? Not male ego, just you know, we always get the oh, uh, it's supposed to be masculine and can't cry. Exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or I have a bunch of my coworkers who are all female, like in the entire room, it's like Oh, why are you crying? And I'm like you you 
this this beautiful thing it hit me hardest when she said not everyone has a ken and i'm like mm, right in the fields <laughs> right in the fields that beautiful man <laughs> uh by the way thanks for following link zelda and silver celery uh, celery you're making me hungry um <laughs> apparently jay bruce is crying and he's at work um right so there are a number of things that they're doing and um that's that's not even it like because i think there was even something else where they were uh, working on something. Oh, right. To also help those persons who have who have the disability of being deaf. And, you know, that could be a problem when it comes to... <laughs> when it comes to watching YouTube videos. I mean... Are they adding captions? Well, Captain's already there. Are they improving them? Yes, they are. And in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way. So I'm going to jump it just a little bit as well and show you exactly what they're doing. I think it is a wonderful feature that they're doing. I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. It can be a little bit annoying, but I'll talk about that once it's uh, finished playing. 100-year-old tech. I really like how they're how they're like taking this extra mile. Yeah, they are. It's 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 awesome. It is a common use case. You know, you you come back home in the night and you turn your TV on. It's not that uncommon to see two people passionately, two or more people passionately talking over each other. Imagine if you are hearing impaired and you're relying on closed captioning to understand what's going on. This is how it looks to you. On a Danny Ainge level. As you can see, it's gibberish. You can't make sense of what's going on. So we have machine learning uh, technology called looking to listen. It not only looks for audio cues, but combines it with visual cues to clearly disambiguate the two voices. Let's see how that can work, maybe in YouTube. Not on a Danny Ainge level but he's above a calendula level. In other words, he understands enough to... You said, you said it was all right to lose on purpose. You said it's all right to lose on purpose and advertise that to the fence. It's perfectly okay. You said it's okay. We have nothing else to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> so, essentially, what's happening is they can disseminate between who's talking <laughs> say thank you for building skynet <laughs> um essentially they can disseminate between who's talking put the text underneath whoever's talking and this will be interesting to see like if they do this for like podcasts like these and not just like bigger streams like espn and whatnot but the thing that would kind of get to me is having to watch essentially something twice let's say you and i get into a similar kind of argument right vicky mm -hmm. i'll be able to differentiate between which one of us right the flip back and forth 
I was, exactly. I was actually thinking about that when I saw the video. And so that makes the, the video experience longer. So they may be having to read a 30 minute video for 45 to 50 minutes just to make sure that they're catching especially if people are like flipping and flopping between and whatnot so that can be something that i i don't know it's it's hard to read two different sets of stuff at the exact same time so i get where they're coming from with it but i don't know yeah i understand a hundred percent I'm trying to read the subtitles from two people speaking in Anway. <laughs> I understand exactly how it is. Yes. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make the video longer. I think what would be nice is if they do it much like what they do with anime and subtitles. Instead of how having that? it on both sides, one thing how just one person that? above and one person underneath. And yeah. they could have different, because they could have it in different colors, like how they had it on the video to differentiate between which person speaking. Exactly. Now it's just up for the person who's doing it to develop their reading ability to read fast enough. Which is the next thing, because the anime and stuff like that typically already has pauses and breaks and stuff like that for people to catch up with. So, mm, it's a catch-22 for me. I usually pause it. I can read the bottom and I can read the next one at the same time and I can play again. I mean, there's that element of it. I typically just let it play and just like keep reading and reading. Um, oh, you, or you use that option. Just let it play, skim the top, but read the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whichever works for you. I think there's, they need to work on it a little bit more. There's definitely some, it's amazing features. Um, so I, I can't wait to see how things go. I know right now they are, it's not just like machines trying to put everything together. They actually have an option inside there where actual people can go inside and listen to videos and actually like it would give up, it would give segments where people are talking or sounds are heard and stuff like that and allows you to like type in what the person says to then have the rest of the YouTube community. So... Ooh. It's probably a, a mix of things inside there. Um, I think. But. Uh, I can't wait to see what's happening. I think that's probably the best I can say. Well, I want to see what I want to see the next step for everything that they did, especially with the AI stuff. Yes. What I'm surprised, though, is that these three things that like and that we just talked on none of the tech like big tech bloggers or websites or anything like that mentioned them when it came to their roundup of what happened which is a little disappointing they focused on everything else that we're going to be talking about that are on because the ones that i the ones that i watched they didn't mention actually yeah no they didn't mention the three topics that we spoke about so far as for surgical robots, I have seen them more so in videos, never in real life. But, I mean, those have been interesting because they go in, there, there's ones where doctors can control them. There's ones that uh, machine learning has actually built it in where machines actually know what to do and actually can help with minor surgery and stuff like that. 
So yeah, this machine learning is helping a lot of different areas when it comes to medical stuff and disabilities and so on. And I think that's wonderful. But then this machine learning is, is coming into other elements in our lives as well. And that's what we're going to be starting to talk about now. And what Google started off talking about when it came to Gmail, which they recently redesigned just a little bit. It doesn't look a whole lot different than what it did like last year or to that point a few months ago. Um, they kind of just re well, they, mm, they introduced some features from their inbox version of Gmail, uh, which is a different mailing client still ties into your Gmail account um and so on and so forth but they're trying to wrap up some of the features into the actual gmail client now and <laughs> that's my point vitalis we were all, well that's our point to have good tech news to talk on um what they built in with this is that you can actually have it where it automatically curates a conversation so let's say you, I send an email to Vicky uh, talking about movie night, like that's the header. So it already knows I'm talking to Vicky. It knows my title. I start my conversation saying hi, and then it's going to give me the option of automatically fill it in saying Vicky. Um, uh, what about, and then it'll give me an, like options to say movies like Star Wars or uh, so on and so forth. And it'll actually build in like, things that it knows about me things that i like um and it'll build up the conversation so all i have to do to continuously fill out a email is just press tab ah i'm i can't help you with that vitalis if you know you have problem talking to women that's something you need to work on and um <laughs> oh sorry to laugh but <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> his, his next comment was that he has no luck with you so oh uh, i wish he wasn't i just wanted to just now <laughs> <sighs> ouch um well, i mean you could maybe take some pointers you could maybe uh yeah it's organized informational text informationally based text i should say so for example let me show the video for that really quick if i can come on so as the name suggests we use machine learning to start suggesting phrases for you as you type, all you need to do is to hit tab and keep auto-completing. Yeah, so it's a simple thing. It is just really beneficial. And yes, that's essentially what it does, Vitalis. It's, it builds upon what it already knows to then give you auto-completion for your emails. Um, I tried using it. It didn't give me jack squat when I tried to send an email to someone that I already had an email going with. So I can't say firsthand what it's like. I have the feature enabled. It just didn't work for me. Uh, your luck with women? 
I, I, hmm. You might have worse luck with that than as much luck as you do with getting hacked. Because <laughs> you seem to be getting hacked like every day, my friend, or every week. <laughs> Um, especially when it came to that, like, recent thing with your Discord. Not kosher, dude. And, <laughs> yes, Plenty Shade. As a basic, this feature should, is this feature is, shouldn't be, like, this a thing long ago. Yes. Yes. Um, this should have been something from long ago, but they haven't had the capabilities to do it. Um, they just recently upgraded to some new processors and that are working overtime now it seems so that it's able to do things like this and some of, of the other stuff link zelda i think that's part of his problem he's being himself i don't know i don't i'm just giving vitalis a hard time uh <laughs> link zelda is right just be yourself don't be anyone else because then you're just being a fraud um people will love you for you and if they don't then they're not right for you or you just need to change yourself and actually become a better person. One of the two. <laughs> He's just like here, just like, oh my god, he did not just go there. <laughs> That's not like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about like in your head, because you're not saying anything. <laughs> like you're just like there smirking. I mean, throwing shit. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Oh, it's a cute emoji. Well, emo emoticon. Emoji. With him I crying. Think there's a difference. <laughs> In my mind, if it isn't the unicorn that's on the iPhone on Apple products, it's no emoji. Everything else is emo emo e emoticon. Emoticon. Yes, and that's it. But isn't emoji short for emoticon? Yes, but there's a difference. In my head, there's a difference. Because back in the day, when Apple first implemented emojis, and it was on the, well, my iPod Touch back then, I think it was like running iOS 2. <laughs> back in the day, it was called emoji, and everybody else called it emo e emoticons. And then when emojis popped off, now all of a sudden everything is emojis. But I'm pretty sure back in the day we were using MSN Messenger for those that remember. We used to call it emo actually no, we used to have a name because you used to use a little two dots and then a little smile. Um and then they had they had like the creepy looking ones. Yeah, we used to call them em em emoticons back then. Yeah, emoticons. Yeah. Mm. That, that, that's just that's just me i don't know i guess everybody else i have everybody else classifies everything on the emojis kind of kind of um vitalis is asking if he can ask a question colorblind glasses i have seen those um Ooh, the, let me google there's there's two of them so i'm not sure which ones he's talking about there's one that you put them on and it makes you see like how a colorblind person would see and then there's one oh, for colorblind people who actually when they put it on see. it allows them to see oh, in color yeah. and, oh this is so cool 
Um, but I was just saying, I found out that they brought out a, a 6 because the iPhone 6 had a tendency to once drop one too many times or dropped hard. It was like a ghost touch where it acts on its own and unable to fix. Is that true? Um, if I remember correctly, I thought it was like dealing with like the bend, the bend gate for the, especially the, the six plus when it used to bend, sometimes it would have like, how it used to, like when you put it in your pocket and if it bent a little bit, it sometimes used to like have an issue with the screen where it like, kind of like ghost touch it because the screen was kind of bent. Yeah, that's what that I it? thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, they couldn't fix that bend. They couldn't fix the bend gate. They fixed it. Well, they improved it in the 6S. And then, then people started doing the bend tasks for every other <laughs> iPhone after that. Yep. Yeah. The Ben Ben gate was a real thing back then. I mean, it could have happened if you dropped your phone as well, because depending on how you dropped it, it could have bent the, the iPhone in some kind of way. But, uh, yeah. But, getting back on topic. So, Smart Compose was the next version of Gmail. And now they are enabling more people to, uh, how should I put it? Enable the labs, which has been there for years now. But people just haven't been calling it labs. I mean, well, they've been calling it labs, but now it's the experiments, which you can enable from the settings. You go into general, and then there's a little tick box inside there that'll enable you to use Smart Compose and eventually other things that they decide to roll out. Lee's saying Apple products should always be drop tested soon after you've opened the product. I personally would not intentionally drop my phone, just simply saying. I wouldn't do the same. I don't, as much as they say it's the strongest glass, I don't trust it. No, it's but still glass. Others, others may trust it, but I don't trust it. Exactly. Um, now, they were saying the next element of their machine learning was photos. And they're saying like 5 billion people watch well, look at their photos and take photos and they upload it to Google Photos every day. So there are now suggested actions that can happen. So let's say you take a bunch of photos and their example was at a wedding and your friends. So in this case, I guess we'll use Dwan. Let's say the three of us go to a wedding and Dwan's inside of a bunch of our photos. It will then recognize, hey, this person is inside these photos do you want to send them to her and so you just click on send to dwan and it would send those email well send those pictures more than likely i'm guessing in a shared album to dwan so she can have access to her photos which you know it's, it's kind of a nice idea it i feel like i've seen it before though i just don't remember where maybe on the iphone no <laughs> we have a similar feature but isn't uh, that advanced like you could pick when people are in photos with us i think let me double check i know it's there i don't really use it i find it very annoying um but i, I know that I, well at least i feel that there was there was some other yes some... yes it is 
it is there they can pick yes it can pick when persons are in photos with you and they could show you all the photos for that person like Duan, for example but does Duan it allow you to send them to her automatically just by one press no i have to select i have to like manually select the images and then yeah manually select the images that you want to send to her and then click send but it's there you show me all the photos that i have with the one in my pictures hmm. okay mm-hmm. and i just don't use it <laughs> lee i think from their example of it it's pretty much where as you're looking through photos it gives you the option to then press that button which then would send it over um if you don't press the button then it wouldn't send of course if you're doing it over mobile data well i'm not so sure what would be interesting is if it only happens if the photos are already backed up onto google photos which i think would be the better option because then it wouldn't be using your your data to d- use it it would be using the google photos version of it putting them all inside one album and sending a, a link over so that they can click on it and view it which i think to me sounds like a better idea than having to send all of the all the three of those photos to that person um so it can be it can do anything like fixing brightness uh sending the photo it can also give you other things like uh taking out the background and making it black and white while keeping the subject say a kid for their example and keeping the color on the kid while everything else goes black and white um let me see if I could find the example of that really quick. Okay, got it. And so it's the name. There we go. Pop the color and make the kid even cuter. Or if you happen to have a very special memory, something in black and white, maybe of your mother and grandmother we can recreate that moment in color and and make that moment even more real and special. All these features are going to be rolling out to Google Photos users. Now, I really like that last one that they mentioned. Me too. You can. It doesn't matter. Google Photos is everywhere. It's on the web. It's on Android. It's on iPhone. So you can use it on anything. You don't have to worry about it being like any particular hardware or OS or anything like that. You just need a Gmail account. That's it. And that comes for free. So you can just make that and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 21st century, I wish I hotmail was hotmail was the thing in high school and like junior high and then when you got to senior high you found up a gmail and you like automatically migrated yep though i used to enjoy having an msn.com account at one point like oh, i didn't have one of those so i started from hotmail i mean i think most people started from hotmail and then msn explorer came out and allowed you to make an msn account and then they shut down MSN Explorer, and so then you were just stuck with Hotmail, and then eventually and then they did that. Then they did Live, and then Live went missing, and then now 
it's either Outlook or Hotmail, do they still do live? I don't think they do live anymore. Like, I, you can still go to live, but I don't think you can make a live account. Yeah. Um, Vitalis is wondering what Apple will do to counteract those functions so far. I actually have no clue. I feel like Apple's in there in their own. Apple's kind of sort of in their own ballgame. They haven't really updated the Photos app in ages. Um, I'm not really expecting. I'm not really expecting like a big, oh my gosh, wow type of thing from them because Apple's kind of slunking with the software wise. Whereas Google, on the other hand, is just kicking things in the butt and especially with AI. Like they have that down path for sure. That's, yeah. Also, I remember the AOL accounts. I had to make an AIM account and a Yahoo account. And for I remember Yahoo AOL as well. So <laughs> I have a Yahoo. Oh, the good old days. The, the good, good old days is Karak. Remember MSN video? Oh my gosh. <sighs> ah, I've been to watch everyone on like video screens like this friggin' big. <laughs> it's like, how am I oh. supposed to see? <laughs> As I first found out about Linkin Park, they had this anime music video. Oh my gosh. With the Linkin Park song. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was numb. And yep. it was like kind of like laid over it. <sighs> the good old days. Numb and crawling in my skin. And it was like, well, the one that I saw, the one that I watched is like a Dragon Ball Z one. Uh, that's crawling in my skin. These words that will not heal. Um. I think that is numb. I've become so numb. Yeah, that is numb. Mm -hmm. You're right. Mm. Yeah, Lee, I know you go back. You go back to like ICQ and IRC and stuff like that. <laughs> you go back uh, to IBM days? Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. I'll, I'll, I'll let Lee answer that one for himself. <laughs> Thanks for following, super badass. Um,. But uh, let's keep going back to everything. They also then rolled out another thing. So you could take a photo. And the thing about it is that got me with this one. I actually have um, an app on my phone just for this feature called um, Cam Scanner, which I pay for like almost every month. Well, no, not every month, but like almost every year. And it allows me to take those nice photos that I'd be sending inside the group of like menus and like documents and stuff like that. Oh Lord, he did own an IBM Vicky. <laughs> uh, I, anyway, you could have said no, you know, Lee, you, you could have said no. <laughs> it's okay. Embrace your oldness. I remember back in like primary school and I was having to use those huge ass um, Mac computers. With... Oh, you had Macs? We had Windows. We, know, we didn't know when Mac computers back then. No, like these were the Apple computers, like, I guess you, you could kind of say. Yeah, oh yeah, we didn't have those. Mm. 
Yeah, I think we used to use, oh man, it was the e-machine, I think that's what it was. I mean, yeah, they had e-machines back then. Yeah, we used to use e-machines. It must be running Windows XP. Yeah, see, I go back a little further than that. <laughs> you go back to 95 days. Actually, I used to be on Windows 3.11, I think it was, when that first came out. And I actually was on DOS a little bit before that. Yeah, I had my first computer when I was two years old. So, oh, just, just saying lucky. something. But, yeah. So, I was one of the first people in the island to get, like, dial-up. So, yeah. That's kind of oh, my we age. Had that. that was annoying. I have old siblings, so I kind of, like, piggyback off of what they <laughs> had. So, I know. <laughs> Oh, Vitalis is trying to show shade on me, say, get dial-up. Okay. You know what? At least I don't get hacked. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was saying all that about that app to pretty much then go on and say, uh, while I have to pay for this, Google's next thing is essentially taking photos of documents and doing the exact same thing that this company makes me pay for for free, which is cutting off the sides, um, setting up the, you know what, let me, let me just let you see exactly what it is because it is beautiful. Um, I wish Apple did this instead of doing giving us like a little ripoff version. Say ripoff version. Yeah, we have it. We have it inside with the notes app, whereas you can kind of like scan, scan the images. Um, pop the, pop. That's pretty much it, and you can save them in notes. Hmm. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can save them out of notes. Let me test it out. While you test that, let me just show this quick video. Lisa is in the picture, and we offer to share the three photos with Lisa, and with one click, those photos can be sent. So to yeah, it's talking so the anxiety about the very, everyone is trying to get the picture on stuff. their phone. I think we can make that better. Say, for example, if the photo in the same wedding, if the photos are underexposed, our AI systems offer a suggestion to fix the brightness right there, one tap, and we, we can fix the brightness for you. Or if you took a picture of a document which you want to save for later, we can recognize, convert the document to PDF, and make it. And that is the interesting part right there. So, yeah, I'm I'm feeling a little Ooh. glad. I'm feeling really glad because then once that comes out, I don't have to pay this company anymore. Though. I do have to wonder because what it allows me to do with that app is I can take several different pictures and put them into one PDF and then share that like that. If that allows me to do the same thing, I would happily jump ship. The fact that it could like scan it with the phone or like with the, the paper of the document kind of like slides it. Oh man, that is really. Yeah, we have the knockoff version. <laughs> So let me show you what my app currently looks like. Cause you just saw what that one looks like. 
um i went to a restaurant what was that last weekend i think that was really gonna make me log in come on sign in seriously okay so this was the example of my like menu that i had to do and wait so it does the job kind of well like you could let me see so i take a regular photo i line it up the image and then it makes the it sizes it back up lines it up and makes it look like a scan document essentially so if we could do that well I'm all for it. Right. I would jump on that within a heartbeat. The um, they say that there are some other new photo editing tools that are coming. When do those? Oh, when do those updates come in? They haven't really mentioned just yet when they'll be coming in. They just said like they will be coming so it could be <laughs> um, this is like the air the air power coming soon <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> um i would give it a few months at max before you start to see this because they're already showing it off so it means it's already working to some scale they probably just need to tweak some stuff out mm, i mean for all you know uh, okay, you can hardly make that out. Uh, but the idea wasn't to really show the menu itself, Lee. So you could see like what's all on it. It's just show like the capabilities that have already been out there on apps. So it's just how good will Google's own be comparatively? Um, but yeah, it could be a few weeks to a few months. You never know. Um, the next thing that they talked about and that got some people were the voice assistants. Uh, now there are there are already two versions, the male version and the female version, which I think most people are more accustomed to the female one. Um, there are already six out and this is where some tech blogs and major tech news companies also got wrong because they said that there are six new ones, including John Legend's own. That's wrong. It's six new ones, and John Legend's own is coming soon. So we're going to be getting seven new ones. So I could actually let you guys hear what those sound like really quick. Uh, go into my stuff right here. Preferences, assist voice. So this is the original one. Hi, I'm your Google Assistant, here to help you throughout your day. And now you can choose from different voices for me to speak with. Hi, I'm your Google Assistant, here to help this you is throughout the your day. Male one. And now you can choose from different voices for me to speak with. This is the first Hi, new I'm one. I'm your Google Assistant, here to help you throughout your day. Our second and new now one. you can choose from different voices for me to speak with. Hi, Our fourth I'm new your one. Google Assistant, here to help you throughout your day. And now you can choose from different voices for me to speak with. 
our fifth new one wait our fourth new one i should say hi i'm your google assistant here to help you throughout your day and now you can choose from different that's our fifth for me to speak with and this is hi i'm your google assistant here to one. help you throughout your day and now you can choose from different voices for me to speak with. I probably should change that back really quick. Um, Hi, I'm your I agree. Assistant here to help you throughout your day. I like the woman voice. Mm, they all sound like you could tell it's a, it's a voice assistant. It, I think the one that I can't really tell as much is the, actually the guy, which is Hi, this one. I'm your Google assistant here to help you throughout your day. And now you yeah, can choose from sound. different voices for me to speak with. Doesn't sound a hundred percent natural. Yeah. And I mean, the closest one I I think going in order would be this one. Hi, I'm your Google assistant here to help you throughout your day. And now you can choose from different voices for me to speak with. But even Hi. that, it's kind of it's still kind of weird. It's not what they what they go into later on in the show. But yeah, John Legend's own is coming. Um, I think they said in about a month or two. Or no, actually, sorry, later this year. Um, and they said that they will be likely teaming up with other stars to add their voices in. So it seems like they're trying to take some cues from what Amazon Alexa is doing. For example, they have people like John Ramsey. Well, sorry, Gordon Ramsey um, as their voice assistant. Who will then berate your cooking skills? Um, so I mean, it's it's some nice diversity um, diversity added to it, but at the same time, it the at this point they're playing catch up to Amazon, and Siri is stagnant. Yeah, Siri in its own ball game. Apple is literally in their own category. Didn't MKBHD recently say something along the lines of it's amazing how a something multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar company has had a product for over seven years and you still end up with Siri. There's something to that effect. Nothing, nothing, nothing truly changed. Yeah. They're clearly not interested. <laughs> They're clearly not interested. If they were interested in it, they would have. They would have. You could. You, you could see if they were focused on it. If they were interested. If they were one hundred percent interested in making their assistant better, they would have focused on it. They, they're clearly not like it's there. You use it. You use it. You don't use it. Then okay. But they're interested in pushing out their iPhones, making their money. That's what it definitely seems like. And that's where they're going to focus. Where people are moving towards assistants, like. What Google quite literally said was that assistants are Google Assistant is being used on over 50, sorry, 500 million devices uh, up to today. That's on speakers, phones, watches, TVs, mm -hmm. a number of mm -hmm. other stuff. But sorry. And then they have the, the display screen coming out as well. I think they said that was either coming out next month or July. I forget which one. <sighs> It's going to, you think it's going to push, it's going to give Amazon a little push for their money with the, what is it they have, the Echo Show? Not Echo yeah, Show. Yeah, I think that was yeah, it. Yeah, so right. I think that's it. And that was essentially the point of it. Like, we, I think we touched on this during the CES episode. 
Um, give them a nice, give them a nice little push. Yeah, it is it. The Amazon Echo Show. Yeah. So I think it's going to be an interesting battle. It it seems like it's more focused in on Google versus Amazon at this point. It'll be interesting to see when Amazon, I mean, Apple actually like steps up their game and tries to pretty much. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, like five years. Vicky, you are supposed to be like the Apple advocate on the show. <laughs> like almost every episode, you're bashing them. <laughs> it's kind I of am, weird. I am gonna back them, but like it's the truth. Like I can't, I can't back them if they're not giving me a reason to. <laughs> I think so far, see, I really had one slight update, and that was it. And I think that was needed to. I think it's in regards to I think news or something like that. I, mean, I think you can ask, you can now ask Siri what's happening in, in like the news and other than that, like nothing, nothing else changed. I mean, that was it. Yeah. Me getting, but we're getting new emojis. Wow. That's, that's, that's what matters. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I forgot to mention this, but Google did fix the whole cheeseburger emoji thing. And they found a, another thing that no one had really commented on was bear floating at the top. Well, uh, suds floating at the top of a bear uh, glass that wasn't actually full. So they fixed it and put the bear up to the top. <laughs> How did people even notice that? The developers found that while they were fixing the cheeseburger emojis. <laughs> I'm, I'm still like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be mad that that cheeseburger emoji became a thing. Apparently, people really like to have the cheese on the top of the burger instead of on the bottom. Sundar said he didn't even realize because he's a vegetarian, so it didn't even cross his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh is kind of my. funny when you think about it. <sighs> um, one thing that they did also say is that it, they reworked uh, Google Assistant a little bit so that you can now have a conversation to say hey google damn it cancel google my stuff went off anyway hey g shush <gasps> shush you um hey g uh turn off the lights and microwave the popcorn so it will do perform two op two actions without me having to then say hey G twice. Um so it, it learns it in continued conversation, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Which is something then... sorry, go on. Oh. You can continue. Um it's something that I noticed had happened like on my Google Assistant. So I could say, Hey G, uh play some music from Spotify and set the volume to three. Because it, it's like three, it's from one to five for the Google Assistant. Um, and it does that without me having to say anything twice. Um, it could also go things a little bit further, which I think the complexity inside of it was that if we just try to say and, you can say, okay, give me the scores of the Jets and the Ravens. And it will have problems giving you scores of two different sets of stuff whereas now it would actually give you 
would actually break it. This chat said this, and the Raven said this. Um, instead of like just giving you one or anything like that, so it knows what it is. Uh, well, their example was of a microwave. I would not surprise me if there's a microwave that is connected to a smart home system. Like, um, hum, uh, honeybee or something like that. So there might be, I mean, we've got fridges that are connected to the home system. I mean, smart systems now. So I, I wouldn't be surprised dude. But yeah, Vicky, you were saying something. Um, oh yeah, they also did. Um, I guess in order to like teach the kids and manage nowadays, instead of just being like, "Oh, hey Google," and them because they're constantly using their phones and they constantly repeat what they say, what they say to their assistant to other people, they're going to now implement like, "Hey Google, do that yada yada, please," to help them learn manners. Yeah, which I think and is I awesome. Actually, and eventually hope that they're going to display that same the same answer they give to their phone to persons in real life. By the way, thanks for following Irish Ronin ZZ. Um, but yeah, I think it's awesome that they're doing that. Um, so their whole thing was it felt kind of bossy with the kids just saying, Hey Google, give me this. Like like you <laughs> It looks like you haven't chosen a default music provider. I didn't say anything about music, though. Then try asking again. Google, you're... Anyway. Um, they'd be like, please uh, help me with my homework or something like that. You know, just whatever it is. Yeah. And it's it's nice because then they don't get that feeling of entitlement. Yeah, because I'm a nice... Like teaching them manners, pretty much, instead of making them speak all bossy and acting about, instead of making them speak bossy, and uh, they kind of like show the same thing from their phones out persons. So you might be like, oh, um, until Google do something, and they'd be like, oh, hey mom, get me a cup of milk. And yeah. I'll say please. Uh, Lee's saying, I want to know what all those connected devices in the home are doing to our bodies. They have done studies that show Bluetooth and Wi-Fi signals have a negative impact on our sleep patterns. Tackle that topic on your next show. Mm. Um, that is an interesting topic. And I got a question now. There's a lot of other stuff as well in regards to that. Like, uh, lights, like... Okay, you know what? That's that's diverging. I probably will have to make another episode about technology <laughs> and sleeping in, in, in your home. But, I mean, there's probably a reason why Bill Gates and a number of other top tech experts within the field, their families don't use technology inside their home other than to say maybe watch TV. If that. That's because they already know the damage that it causes, so they're just going to let us peasants use it. And kill us off first. <laughs> <laughs> and, then we, and then we have um, my dumb question saying, unless you're McGill from Better Call Saul, then it's more of a mental issue. Um, but I mean, yeah, there there are people like that. It's placebo effect. Uh, that that is an interesting topic, though. Like, we will have to talk on that one in another episode. Yeah, right. uh, I got I got a, I got a 
like now I gotta question all my devices I have in my home. Yeah. This should be interesting. Um Yeah, I'm gonna have to put together an episode about this. This is this is um this is gonna be interesting. Thank you for that suggestion, Lee. Uh we may wanna start looking up some information about that. I know I've got some information, but I know with you and your Apple stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I've got a bunch of just stuff from all over the place. So it's yeah but um yeah uh that kind of puts a spin on everything else that we're going to be talking about because and by the way i did verify the google uh tv stuff like the tv uh the competitors for echo show and stuff like that that is coming out in july um which you can use to enjoy photos watch videos read recipes and it'll actually show you as you have like you're going through the steps for the recipe so like, for example, let's say step one is knead dough. It'll actually have on the side of it, one side, like what you're supposed to do. And on the other side, the actual like video of what you're supposed to be doing, which makes it a lot easier for people who are trying something new for the very first time to make sure that they're doing it right. Don't burn on the kitchen. No, they could probably still do that. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Hmm. One thing I've had about like kitchens and like burning stuff, like personal experience here. I I don't really burn food, but when I lived in the States for a little bit, like I would be cooking something and I put the lid on top of the pot in the kitchen. There is a uh, smoke alarm. When I lift the pot, the, the lid up, the smoke, of course, would go up. And guess what then starts to beep? The fire alarm. Which I'm glad never triggered the sprinklers, which is kind of worrying in its own right. Yeah, that's how it is. Like when we when we go to the States on vacation, because I don't live I've never had the privilege to live in the States. I visit twice. Actually I visit maybe once a year for like two weeks. And when we go there, we usually can't really boil a teapot for too long because the steam is going to blow on the the smoke tacker and it's going to cause the issue uh my work some of my old colleagues they were doing popcorn in the microwave <laughs> they opened the popcorn bag up and we've had to evacuate the building twice because of <laughs> opening up popcorn in the room ah uh, false positives um, by the way, my dumb question, I think they already do that. Um, I know that's kind of what these are supposed to be built over. So you can actually have it as a photo album set to only show photos from all of your photos, from an album, from shared photos, that kind of stuff. And if you want to, you can change it, um, to do other stuff, but essentially you can use this as a photo album. All the models of those smoke detectors would pick up on Steam. They don't seem to these days. Third parties do. I don't trust credentials to a random device. Um, no, I have no idea what the Steam uh, detector I had was. Well, the fire detector. Smoke detector. Obviously, I don't use those much here in Nassau. 
Do you have any smoke detectors in your home, Vicky? Yeah. Where? Um, my room, walkway, parents' room, sister, well, my sister old room, and now downstairs. Any in the kitchen? Mm, no. Because if you put it in the kitchen, it would always go off. So we oh. just have it downstairs <laughs> in the living room, which is somewhat close to the kitchen. But it isn't extremely close to where if something happens, it's going to automatically go off. So you're going to have to, it's going to take some time to get to the living room and then it's going to go off. See, that seems, that seems a little smarter to me personally. But um, the next thing was that uh, using these same devices, these same smart like, TV monitors, whatever you want to call them, um, you can also order food and get delivery service. And they've teamed up with places like Domino's, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, and other oh, others. Don't get so happy for that. I don't think that's going to work here, Vicky. <sighs> we don't, the gift cards don't even work here. So <laughs> don't, don't get too happy. The Starbucks app doesn't even work here. Oh, I know, Dred. That's what set my soul on. <sighs> also, Lee, it wasn't a home. It was an apartment. So I, I don't need, I don't know. We do have something like an Uber. Um, what's it called again? Get Breezy, something like that. Baja Breezy? Baja no. Breezy. That's it? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, something, it, something like that, at least. I don't know. I just feel like it's sketchy. Yeah. That like could just be me. They're saying that they're teaming up with taxis and stuff like that, like actual taxi companies here. But at the same time, the taxi companies that I've called, some of those are really sketchy. As well, like when they come with the actual taxi driver and then like they come in a van and their seats missing and like the van looks tattered on the inside and stuff like that. It's like, do I want yeah. to go inside there? Do I feel like I might get lost for the rest of my life? Yeah, like do I, do I feel safe going in this vehicle with this person? Nah. And then it goes from that to... Quite literally, there was a time where, like, I was working late hours and I didn't have a ride home. Um, so I'd have to call the taxi. And one taxi would charge me something like $10 to go from work to home. And then the next one was like, how much does the last taxi driver charge you? I'm like, this should be a fixed price. It should be a fixed price. I was thinking the same thing. And... Uh, I told him the price and he said, okay. And I paid him that. What would have happened if I had told him like $7 instead of $10 or something like that? $5. And then like sometimes there are other people in the taxi there. Like I think because one time it was a guy that picked me up and then there was a lady sitting in the front seat next to him. I think it was his wife. And they were knocking off for the day or something. It was, it was weird. Like that. It's the taxi system here, much like the rest of the stuff, is still sketchy. Um, I feel like the bus system is sketchy, but this is this, this me. No, the bus system is extremely sketchy as well. Um, I can't wait for the day when things get fixed, which, if I remember correctly, inside the newspapers, they were saying that 
the International Development Bank actually paid off their funds. Um, it's just the Bahamian government that needs to pay off the rest of the funds so that the project can go ahead. And that's what's holding things back for these few months that it should have already been going through. Yeah. We're going to be here a while. Uh, my dumb question is what you were saying. So what you're saying is when I took a cruise to the Bahamas and took an $8 ride to the beach uh, was a bad idea. Uh, depends on where you... Well, if you went on a cruise, that means you were downtown. It depends on which beach you went to. Because if you were just going to Junkanoo Beach, which is by Fish Fry, that's just a poor like financial right, like choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can yeah that that beach you could like spend maybe 15 minutes and get there actually no because it depends on which part of the beach you want to go on as well um but yeah you could probably have gotten there for a lot cheaper gotten there for free very if okay so it was a far <laughs> beach so that's that's not too bad again it depends there are a number of beaches because this is a kind of beach island um so it depends on which beach you went to um what's in cabbage i don't know where do you gotta to take tourists well yeah. cabbage oh. beach is over paradise island so you can tell us if you went over a bridge or if you went like by some other hotels and that kind of stuff maybe saunders saunders i'm thinking either saunders the one by sandals or the one or Goodman's Bay. It's one of those three that they probably went to. If it wasn't Cabbage Beach, <laughs> you were too drunk. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Definitely wasn't near any hotels. So maybe it was Cabbage Beach. Maybe it was Goodman's Bay or Saunders. One of those three. It couldn't. It, actually no because you can you can kind of not notice that it's sandals right there i don't know i don't know but um it, it depends the eight dollars isn't a bad uh fee if you're going a far distance i'll say that much especially if there were other people with you um so kind of going back into uh the whole google assistant stuff so um, it will also use better use of the screen on your smartphone, showing you more information uh, when you make requests or ask questions. And that seems nice, but it, I mean, it's it's more of a pleasing kind of thing, as so more so than functional. Um, it's more now, like a, hey, take this extra feature. Kind of, which you love with those kind of things. <laughs> Um, I think the real selling point, well, not so the real selling point, but the real, like, thing that got to everybody during this, this keynote was people actually having a conversation with Google Assistant, with things like setting an appointment. So I'm going to get the video for that and show that to you guys, because it's actually kind of amazing it was Lisa that was a mistake 
Lisa is in the real salon to schedule the appointment for you. Let's listen. Hi, I'm calling to book a women's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, Keep in mind, this is Google Assistant, not a real person. At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. It goes further. Just that was a real call you just heard. The amazing thing is the assistant can actually understand the nuances of conversation. We've been working on this technology for many years. It's called Google Duplex. It brings together all our investments over the years in natural language understanding, deep learning, text-to-speech. By the way, when we are done, the assistant can give you a confirmation notification saying your appointment has been taken care of. Let me give you another example. Let's say you want to call a restaurant, but maybe it's a small restaurant which is not easily available to book online. The call actually goes a bit differently than expected. So take a listen. Hi, how may I help you? Hi, um, I'd like to reserve a table for Wednesday the 7th. For seven people? Um, it's for four people. For people, when? Um, Today, next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Oh, actually, we leave here for like after like five people. For few, four people, you can come. How long is the wait usually to uh, be seated? For when tomorrow or weekday or? For next Wednesday, uh, the seventh. Oh no, it's not too busy. You 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 can come for four people, okay? Oh, I got gotcha. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Again, that was a real call. We have many of these examples where the calls quite don't go as expected, but the assistant understands the context, the nuance. It knew to ask for wait times in this case and handle the interaction gracefully. Look, we're still developing this technology and we actually want to work hard to get this right, get the user experience and the expectation right for both businesses and users. But done correctly, it'll save time for people and generate a lot of value for businesses. Okay, so yeah, that was probably the craziest element of that entire keynote for a lot of people. Um, my dumb question is saying like they don't believe it was real. And they only want to use it for telemarketers to waste their time. By the way, there, I know there's at least one person on Twitch that does call like telemarketers back, set up a uh, like a virtual machine, have them connect to it, and pretty much just waste their time for like hours on end.
So there are people that if you want to watch stuff like that and just like enjoy that, there are people out there that do it. Um, as for whether it was actually real or not, they say it is. They have the means to make it real, so I'm not going to really doubt it. But that probably was cherry picked a little bit. I, That's what companies typically do. Cherry pick the best. So I can't say. Um, but Vicky, what's what's your overall thoughts of it? I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I liked how things like that. I like how at some points they would use um to make it seem more realistic. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make it sound so like you're speaking to artificial intelligence. Um, if I would use it, I highly doubt it. Because I don't use them now. But I'm sure some persons may use this and find it very easy or make them lazy where they can't like pick up a phone and call a restaurant. <laughs> well, I mean, it does raise some... Um, there are some places that feel it raises the ethics issue when it comes to artificial intelligence. And this is where um, consciousness... They're going to become so antisocial. To a point where you don't have to speak to anybody in real life. Kind of. Um, by the way, link to Zelda if you're still here. This is kind of what I was talking about, saying that we're going to be talking about this part later on in the show. Because um, you mentioned AI is fine so long as it doesn't have a conscience. Um, and when you think about this kind of situation, you have to think about ethics as well. Um, and... That's one thing that I think some people have either missed out or I read one article where it went too heavy on it. Um, they were pretty much saying that it can create a dystopia or a uh, displacement kind of issue where people become accustomed to the, a number of things happen. Either one, they don't know that it is a artificial intelligence that they're talking to. Two, where they believe it's artificial intelligence often. Or three, they don't really know which one's which. And that can create an issue. Um, if they don't know it's an artificial intelligence, then they may act towards it in a way that they would act towards a human. And it creates an ethics issue, they're saying. Because um, people should have the ability to know whether it's computer or not that they're talking to. Um if they believe it's a computer then they may act a certain way versus how they would act towards a human being and if they don't know then they may become judgmental towards humans as well or they may the way how they respond to people over the phone may change personally speaking if you're answering the phone for a business, you're in the customer service industry. Regardless of if you're talking to a computer or a person, you should always act the same way. So my judgment of that uh, article, hogwash. Um, you should always strive to give your best performance available, even to your worst customer. So why any different towards a computer? That's that's just me though. 
Let me know what you computer, guys think. The computer can't call their boss or supervisor and cause them to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably the main reason. But, I mean, there have been cases, which the article did point out, like, there are cases where people, as soon as they realize it's a computer, they act very harshly towards the computer and, like, will, like, curse it out and just, like, react very negatively. Whereas if it was a human, they wouldn't do those kinds of things. So we got the stress from all the, the bad customers that they don't like. And then it's like, oh, you know, this computer speaking, I'm just going to let it loose on him. Well, or her. Whichever voice that they decide to use. So then what happens when it's like a mystery shopper kind of situation and they're going to be and ranking you and they use a computer? Exactly. So that's why I call it hogwash. Like you should always be striving for your best. So yeah, I, I don't really hold merit to that. Uh, whether AI should have consciousness or not, I don't believe they ever truly will. Um, it's a machine. This it's different from consciousness. It's a set of relays happening, going over and making informed choices. Uh, to what it believes would be the best choice for whatever given task it is. Whether it's to perform a certain task or fail at it, it will do its best to perform whatever it's given. 